This is KUT 90.5. I'm Nathan Bernier, and I have a little bit of sad news for fans of the program Dinner Party Download on KUT, which is an hour-long discussion of culture and food and music. This program is coming to an end. The last episode airs tonight here on KUT. But this is not the last we've heard of Brendan Francis Newnham and Rico Galliano. They're joining me right now. Rico is in Los Angeles. Hi, Rico. Hello, sir. And Brendan is in New York. How are you, Brendan? I am well. Hey, Nathan. So like all good dinner parties, this one, too, is coming to an end. Sadly. Alas. We have dishes to do. It's time to uh, <laughs> clean up the house. Why is the show ending? Uh, the show is ending. We did 400 episodes. And um, I guess er- earlier this year, APM talked to us about maybe shifting ways of producing it. And uh, when we kind of sat down and thought about it, we decided that maybe this was the moment to end our eight-year dinner party and launch our campaign against brunch. And frankly, also, we've been doing the show for almost 10 years, and we've talked to many, many of our heroes, and it was an amazing blast, but we did a lot of interviewing, and we figured now was the time to be interviewed ourselves by making ourselves the expert in something. And look, it worked. Here we are. It's working so far, and I'm going to get to the brunch issue because I I might have a bone to pick with you about that. But you had so many great guests just in the past few weeks. For those who've been missing out on the dinner party download, you had Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein of Portlandia. You had Abby Jacobson of Broad City, Sterling K. Brown of This Is Us, Margaret Cho, Michael McDonald. You had Depeche Mode. So (laughs) many moments on this show, 400 episodes. Can you each give me, maybe starting with you, Rico, like one of your favorite most memorable moments of dinner party download Uh oh for sure it was uh interviewing steve martin who is a longtime hero of mine probably maybe one of my oldest heroes i remember you know listening to his albums when i was a kid and getting to sit down with him for an hour in the same room was amazing and also i was very worried about it i remember because i was such a fan and because i didn't know whether he would be cool or not you know whether he would actually be funny we were talking about his music and i didn't know if i'd get to talk to him about his comedy and he turned out to be completely open into answering any of those questions, so it was a it was a dream realized. Wow, that was pretty awesome. And what about you, Brandon? Favorite moment of the past ten years? Go. I know. Well, there's so many, but I would say Angelica Houston. Uh, we interviewed her a couple times. Rico, the first yeah. time I, I interviewed her, the second time she had written a biography, and you know she was famously married to Jack Nicholson for a long while. That wasn't the greatest relationship, and she talks about that in the bio. And I asked her, I'm like, what is it with people being attracted to kind of bad boys? And I had a little Band-Aid on my head at the time because I just had something removed from my head. And she (laughs) looked at me and said, oh, come on, you look like a bad boy. Did you just get into a scrape? And um, my heart dropped. I wanted to make that my outgoing phone message for the rest of my life um, and should have ended the show right then. But now you all, you're not done. You have a new book out. And I have to say, you might get some fights here in Austin because this is a brunch city. But you all mm. have this new book, Brunch is Hell. And it's kind of a call to arms against brunch. What do you, what's your problem with brunch? Well, first of all, you know, you say that Austin is a brunch city. It's weird how every city we've been to while we've been doing our book tour, they all say they're a brunch city. And that's kind of the problem. But this is really a brunch city. (laughs) It's probably, you guys did invent the breakfast tacos, so I guess that's true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I don't go there. I don't know if that's true. We've had some fights over that too. But tell me, what's your problem with brunch? Everywhere is a brunch city. Why are you, why do you got to rain on the brunch parade? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, to talk about our problem with brunch, you know, Steve Earle, 
formerly a resident of Austin. He quote his quote mm-hmm. about Austin is something like, "I had to leave Austin because um, the weed was too strong, the the weather was too nice, and the women were too good looking. I was getting nothing done." And I think that's the problem with brunch. You get nothing done. You 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 are given two days a week to kind of uh, you know spend some time reflecting about yourself, or maybe going on a hike, or maybe playing music. And, and what do we do? We spend time waiting in line outside of a place, and then we then go spend twenty five dollars on eggs, and then we get a little bit of day drunk, and you spit out into the sunshine around three o'clock, and you're bleary eyed, and you go home and drool on yourself. And and we really feel like that is really undermining America as a whole. You're saying it's a little bit yeah, soul-killing and alienating, and the dinner party is a much more preferable way to spend your time. Indeed. And, and you know, if you can have a dinner party, and then that part where you're tired and maybe a little tipsy uh, and, you know, just want to sit on your couch, well, that may also happen after a dinner party, but the dinner party happens at the end of the day when you're supposed to feel that way, maybe a little tired. You can just climb into bed and you're done with it. And also, I mean, we, we have to say, we are sort of setting up brunch as the fall guy for all kind of uh, socializing that happens outside the home in a way. We're talking specifically about sort of eating out at restaurants and brunch sort of epitomizing that. What we really want is for people to be having deeper, more richer conversations with their friends and family. And what better place to do that than at a dinner party where you're inviting someone into your home. It's a very intimate act and you feed them. Do you think there's too much obsession with restaurants these days? Yeah, I mean, look, we've had a lot of great chefs on the show. And of course, we uh, indulge in all the wonderful restaurants in Austin when we're visiting and, and the cities we live in. But I do think it's a shortcut. I don't think it takes away from life, but I do think it prevents people from doing what they used to do, which is inviting people into their homes. And I do think, look, a restaurant, as cool as it can be, it's still a commercial exchange happening. You still have to go in there. You play by their rules. There's a waiter. They're going to flip tables. You're in a public space. You can't get as rowdy as you might get at a dinner party. You can't have the level of conversations you might have at a dinner party because you're, again, in a public place. And, and it's not as languorous. They're not undermining the world, but they're certainly, if they're robbing time away from people being with their friends, and that's what this book's about. It's about inviting friends over, adults, we call it Recess for Adults Dinner Parties, and uh, giving them a place where they can ask questions, where they can posit a dumb theory, they can play a guitar, be silly. These are things that you don't get to do in your normal walk of life as an adult, and a restaurant doesn't allow you to do those things either. So then I have to ask you, what's, what's your pro tip for throwing the best possible dinner party. Does it come down to the food or is it how you seat the guests, who's invited? What's the key? Oh, well, I'd say the the one tip would be to stop worrying so much about it. And we honestly do feel that that, that is one of the biggest problems. It's not just that people are eating out at restaurants. One of the reasons that they're eating out at restaurants is because they're, for many reasons, I think, afraid to have people over to their homes. We think foodieism may have something to do with that, where they feel like if right. they have people over and feed them, that it has to be the most perfect meal that you've ever made. It has to be deeply Instagrammable. It doesn't. The food is only there to give you a reason to gather around the table and socialize and share something intimate. Your house doesn't have to be perfectly clean. We say the only thing you have to clean is the bathroom. Just don't worry about it so much. Invite people over and then figure it out. The book is Brunch is Hell, How to Save the World by Throwing a Dinner Party. And the authors are the hosts of The Dinner Party Download. The last episode ever is airing tonight at 9 here on KUT. Rico Galliano in Los Angeles, Brendan Francis Noonan in New York. Thank you guys for this tri-coastal interview. It was my first one. (laughs) 
Thanks for having thanks us, for Nathan, having and us thanks here. to KUT for carrying us all these years. Mm-hmm.